What's up, home away from home? How you guys doing? This is uh, Dynasty Degenerate, Steve Sampson, coming to you with uh, league mate Rye Bread, Ryan Roloff. Hey, guys. do a judgment of the league. Uh, Ryan, how you doing? Doing really good, doing really good. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for doing this. Um, yeah, no problem. I'm happy to do it. We've been trying to do it since uh, early July. <laughs> this time has not been our friend. So I'm glad we were able to actually narrow down a time. Uh, we were actually going to be joined by uh, RRTD00 as well. But uh, something came up last minute. So it's just going to be the two of us. But uh, I hope you guys enjoy our analysis of the league and each of your teams. I'm going to go over the settings real quick. And, and Ryan, if you want to jump in if I miss something. So right now, I joined the league this year. my first year. I took over an orphan team. Uh, had several picks, which was fantastic. I was able to to do some damage with those. Um, it's a one quarterback league, but we are going to be switching to Superflex next season. So in the twenty three season, it'll be Superflex. It's six point passing touchdowns, uh, half a point for first downs, uh, half a point PPR, and one point tight end premium. And there are forty yard plus uh, receiving and rushing bonuses. Did I miss any of the important settings? Um, I don't know. I didn't really hear the tight end premium. We also have that as okay. yeah, the one point one point tight end premium. One point, yeah. So okay, um, <laughs> so when when Ryan invited me to join this league and take over this orphan, I came in, and uh, my quarterbacks at the time were Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields. I'm like, mother, no way! I there's no way I'm keeping a team with with Hurts. So right away, I put him on the block. In comes the suitor get the trade all together. I'm like, all right, this is reasonable. I get a first round pick in 24. I can, I can live with that uh, just to get Hertz off my team. I think there was, I think I got a player too, but I don't remember. Um, so I hit accept and they accept pops up in the league 30 seconds. Hey, uh, by the way, we're going to Superflex in 23. <laughs> I forgot to tell you that. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> so on, in all honesty, uh, it, it's, uh, the, the person I traded with was like, Hey, I'll trade back if you want. I'm like, no, no, don't worry about it. I'm happy to have Hertz off my team. I'll figure it out. So it worked out. He's got a good quarterback and, uh, to, to get him through this year. And I've got fields and, and some other options. So it worked out in the long run. <laughs> I probably would have got a little bit more for the trade had I known that that's the way it was going to be. Uh, but yeah, so live and learn. Always check your settings. And I should have read the rules first. You know, we preach it on our regular show and I fell victim to my own hubris, if you will. I mean, when you're having to balance like 70 different teams like you are, I mean, I could I can see how it kind of falls through sometimes, you know. And I did, yeah. I did really drop the ball there. <laughs> that was you know they when you vote in on new leagues and dynasty sometimes it happens at the such at the beginning part of the off season or right at the end of the uh fantasy season so you forget that you get these things voted in um yep <laughs> well it, it, like it is so it i read i did actually look at the the league rules and stuff when i signed up and but i didn't go all the way to it's the last sentence is we are going to be switching to Superflex. so i read the scoring and stuff like that, the money, um, the draft, and then I skimmed the rest. I didn't, I didn't read it all, and I should have taken the few extra minutes to read all through. 
So it, it ultimately was my fault. Um, but it was just a way to be added into the league <laughs> to yeah. go and make the dumbest trade I've made in a couple of years. <laughs> um, but like I said, it, it was still reasonable value. Um, because I ended up getting a 24 first. So I'll have to wait an extra year to get that extra quarterback, but it's going to, it's going to take me two years anyways to properly rebuild. So it, it really won't hurt me that much. And like I said, he's got a, a decent quarterback to get him through this year. So it worked out for all involved. It was just a, a funny welcome to the league. It's a, it's a humbling moment. It's a humbling moment. So <laughs> we will uh, get started here on doing your judgment. Uh, what we're going to do is I'll, read through the team and then uh i'll give an opinion on one team ryan will give his opinion on it we'll give you guys a score and then at the end we'll go over the scores kind of the league average and see kind of where this dynasty league has uh matches up how long has this league been in ryan five uh, years six years so since 2018 i believe is our first um we did okay. it on uh trying to think of the other website before there, we did it on any Yahoo, ESPN, or anything, or Sleeper, uh, we were on uh, Flick Draft. Flea Flicker? Flea Flicker, yeah. We were on Flea Flicker. Okay. And um, then we made the decision to go over to Sleeper and haven't looked back since. So um, it's it a good, good crew. See. Yeah, it's a, definitely a good crew here. I met them on the Fantasy Footballers uh, forums, and you know we've been pretty much – none of us have left until just recently, and then that's how you got in. So. Yeah, no, I I appreciate whoever left. I'm sorry you had to leave, but uh, thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's an active league. Um, I've enjoyed my time in there so far, and I'm looking forward to uh, many more seasons of, of dominance once I finish my rebuild. So we will <laughs> uh, jump right into the judgment now. And uh, like I said, I hope you guys like it. It's time for judgment. The roster makeup is uh, quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, tight end, three flex. And then, like I said, there'll be a super flex added next year. And then there are 16 bench spots, four IRs, and six taxi. So I'm going to start with uh, McCurran, uh, 32. What I'm going to do is go, we're going to go teams 1 through 12 as they were in the rookie draft this year. So McCurran was lucky enough to get the 101 in the draft. His team is uh, Davis Mills at quarterback, Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb at running backs, Devontae Parker, Mike Williams at wide receiver, TJ Hawkinson at tight end. In his flex, he's got Christian Kirk, T. Higgins, Kareem Hunt. On his bench, he's got Taylor Heineke, Baker Mayfield, who's lucky now is going to be a starting quarterback, Jordan Love and Desmond Ritter. Running backs, he's got Kyron Williams, Kenyon Drake, and Chase Edmonds, wide receivers, James Washington, Russell Gage, LaVisca Chenault, David Bell, Johan Dotson, and at tight ends, he's got Robert Tiny and Dan Arnold. On his IR, he currently has DeAndre Hopkins, who's suspended, and Sam Darnold, who is on IR for six weeks, I believe. And then in his taxi spot, he only has Tyson Williams. So looking at this team, I'm kind of – I'm looking at the team and I'm wondering how did he get, how did he end up getting a one-on-one? Uh, but then I looked at Derek Henry and knowing that uh, losing Henry last year was kind of detrimental to most squads and seeing he's got both Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and looking at his other running backs, 
I, I'm guessing that most likely when Henry got hurt, his season was pretty much over. So it doesn't look like it's a team to me that's in a complete rebuild, but they're kind of middling. They have some decent pieces, but running backs, you know, Henry's getting a little bit older, probably his last big season this year. Um, having Chubb and Hunt on the same team is kind of counterproductive in my opinion because you, you're usually not going to start both of them, and if you have to, your team's not that good. Uh, but he's also got Kenyon Drake, who just moved into a great opportunity, and Chase Edmonds, who moved into a great opportunity this year. So I feel like he could probably move on from Hunt for a different running back uh, that kind of plays the same type of role and uh, be a little bit farther ahead. And then uh, for his wide receiver depth, James Washington, I believe, is on IR. But for all intents and purposes, he's droppable. He's not a fantasy contributor. Uh, Russell Gage in a good spot in Tampa. Olivia Schnell just got traded into a, a what I think is a pretty decent spot, and uh, a couple of rookies that have some potential upside. So, and at tight end, a um, couple dart throws that could work out, and then he's waiting on Hopkins to come back from his six-game suspension. So, that'll help his flex and his wide receivers. Uh, what I would recommend with this team is uh, you have five taxi spots that you don't have players in, even though you didn't have picks, you still pick guys up on waivers and stash them in that spot. You never know. Not doing that shows me that you you haven't really been all that active in the off season and potentially could keep you in the top three or four again with, you know, draft picks. If, if you don't hit on the guys that you picked up uh, for, Speaking of draft picks, four draft picks. He in twenty three. He's got his second, third, fourth. He's got our TDs, uh, second and my third, and then in twenty four and twenty five, he's got all his picks. It's not a bad roster. Uh, looking at going to Superflex next year with Davis Mills and Baker Makefield as his only two quarterbacks. Uh, I, I'm not in love with it, but I don't hate it either. I mean, Mills is in a prove it year. Could have a great season, uh, or at least a, a serviceable season, and get him close to the top twenty. I, I'm one of the few people that really does believe in Baker, so I think he's a pretty decent option there. I'm going to give the team a grade of a six point four, and I may come back depending on how we get through with some of the other teams. Uh, I may go up, I may go down, but it's not a terrible team overall. A few few things to work on, but. Uh, Definitely can see how he ended up with a 101 with, with having Henry and, and him getting hurt. So, Ryan, what do you think of uh, McCurran's 32s team? So, I mean, even just hearing you go through it and, and looking at it myself, it's like I can see he's kind of in that, that purgatory area where he's going to do a little better than he needs to be, but he's not yet a true contender of a team. I mean, he was definitely a benefit of this offseason with a lot of his players. Uh, getting moved around. Oh, he he made out like a bandit with a lot of the moves yeah. and uh, releases and re-signing. I mean, you, you want to talk about falling into a, a pile of shit and coming out smelling like a rose. He's done well. I, I will say that. So, I mean, that's like the, the the biggest thing helping him out right now. And and like you said, he, you could tell that he hasn't been really active this offseason. I mean, honestly, he probably could put most of these rookies into his taxi spot and 
kind of been trying to hit it in different areas to push himself up a little higher. But yeah, I'd give him a rating. I would even go a little lower. I would say just a solid six. All right. I just yeah. That's why I say I may I may have to re I may have to revisit depending on what we see, but uh, definitely some potential there. Like you say, the rookies definitely could all go. Like he could put the the four rookies Ritter Williams uh, Bell and Dot and Dotson into taxi. Grab four more guys. He's got an empty bench slot already, so he could grab five, put them into taxi, and then move those guys back up. You know, take take some some deep deep dart throws. But it's kind of too late now with preseason over and the, and the hype gone. A lot of those guys have been grabbed. But take a look. You never know who is going to be the next Calvin Ridley. You know what I mean? There's a lot of undrafted guys. There's a lot of a, a lot of sleepers that sometimes take two or three years to develop and come out. And you can actually move for a third round pick or a second round pick to somebody who who's looking for that guy or that position. So you never know. Yeah. I mean, the only hit on his team, I mean, the biggest one I would say is just like starting Devontae Parker. I mean, given he may have a better a better time in, in a Patriots offense, but at the same time, it's like if that's a starting receiver right now. And you're, you're, Well, honestly, I would probably have Higgins as in that spot. Um, so I have I don't really knock off guys for, for not switching stuff around, but I look at Parker as his four. It's not terrible probably closer to his five because I think I'd probably start gauge right now depending on what happens with Godwin but yeah he's he's not been a good receiver and he's coming to the Patriots offense which is new so might not be might not have to be something that works out yeah and he has that potential though like you said for a good change up with uh maybe packaging hunt with something and maybe getting either a different running back or oh maybe upgrading that wide receiver somewhere, you know. There's there's definitely teams that we'll get to later in the draft that uh, could use a running back with the caliber of Hunt that could definitely spare a better wide receiver and or, you know, a, a little bit younger, lower-tier running back that could benefit later on. So it's just something to think about. Um, may not be the way that you're building your team. That's perfectly fine. So we'll move on to the second team, which is actually mine. I have uh, Justin Fields at quarterback, Miles Sanders and Elijah Mitchell at running backs, Amari Cooper, Darnell Mooney, Kyle Pitts. I'm sorry. Amari Cooper, Darnell Mooney at wide receiver, Kyle Pitts at tight end. Um, My flex spots are Brandon Ayuk, Drake London, Chris Olave. Bench spots, I have Nick Foles, Mitch Trubisky, Gardner Minshew, and Joe Flacco at quarterback. Um, my bench is Marlon Mack, Ronald Jones, Devin Singletary, Tony Jones, Trey Sermon, and Isaiah Spiller for running backs. I have Tyler Lockett, Tyler Boyd, and Amir Smith-Marset for wide receivers. And at tight ends, I have Logan Thomas and Albert Aquabunum. I have nobody in my IRs. Taxis, I have Ian Book, Cade Auten, Tyler Algier. I was able to grab Kenny Pickett to pair up with Trubisky. Uh, I have Matt Corral and Keontae Ingram. Uh, my team's clear rebuild. Uh, I knew that coming in when I took it over. Ryan, what do you think about my team and the direction that I'm going and what I was able to do with uh, the, the 
plentiful draft picks that I was able to accumulate. I mean, I I actually love the direction you're going with this. It's it's just dripping with a lot of fun to see how the rebuild's going. I mean, that's kind of like you're in the best position where you could be in Dynasty, where you're you're having fun putting these young guys together and seeing them grow into these awesome talents. I mean, Drake London, Chris Olave, Brandon Ayuk. I think is. I mean, we've been hoping he's going to make that jump, but it looks like it's finally going to come this year. Uh, Darnell Mooney with that connection with Justin Fields. So that stack right there is just fun to go on for a couple of years. Like you said, you're setting yourself up with a little bit of more um, in a better position for next year with getting Kenny Pickett to tie into your uh, garden, uh, what's your name? Mitch Trubisky. So it's, it's going to look good for you. It's going to be a, an up and down year for, for this year, this season, but next year is going to be one of those, like you're, you're, you're ready to go. It's going to be, I wouldn't say you're going to be a pure contender, but like you said, you got a little two years left, but it's there. I mean, you got to find some running backs. I mean, your, your, your bench is filled, filled with the graveyard of, of people who, who had uh, all these upsides that never <laughs> happened. <laughs> yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> my, my quarterback room is is has I, I grabbed Flacco because uh, uh, Wilson got hurt, but yeah, yeah, I, I definitely I definitely have a graveyard of of has been and, and never was, but there's there's a few younger guys that have some potential, and uh, there's a few older guys that are one or two week fill-ins, and that's literally all that they're there for. But it, it definitely is uh, definitely is not pretty. Oh, I didn't I didn't go through my picks. Uh, I have a. I have my 23 first, second, and fourth. And in 24, I have my my first through fourths and a first of Raging Cajuns. And then my 25th, so I have all my picks. So I have draft picks to, to build next year and, and the year after. Yeah, and I mean, truly we don't know either with Eliza Mitchell. I mean, it's just everybody is just so wary of the San Francisco backfield. And, you know, Shanahan is just you can, undependable with that for fantasy. But I mean, he's young. He could stick with you for a while in your rebuild, and you know, Sanders could go either. Sanders and Mitchell are both getting traded this year. <laughs> yeah, you think so? Yeah, I. For me, they are getting traded. Oh, okay, this year. okay, yeah. Just um, dive into it. Both of them and Cooper at some point uh, during the season are going to get traded. They're younger guys. Um, they're going to benefit somebody who's not two years away. So closer to a playoff push, somebody's going to need a, a running back, or somebody gets injured earlier in the season. Those guys are definitely they're available for trade right now. <laughs> yeah, running backs are the last thing I'm going to add. So it'll be next year's draft or the draft after. Uh, I'm not overly concerned with those two guys, be, just because it, by the time I'm ready, they're going to be a couple years older, and their teams have probably already made other decisions. So yeah, I don't, when I'm rebuilding, I, I focus on wide receivers, quarterbacks and I got Kyle Pitts. So I should be all set at tight end for several years. That's going to say your core right there of the long-term players are just, it's sad. I mean, Drake London, I think he's going to be a good success, especially if they end up getting one of the two better quarterbacks and was it Bryce Young and yeah, get the other guy. I think they're going to have a solid uh, pick of whoever they'd like to have. Yeah. So um, you'll be set up there. And Chris Olave, I mean, that guy is just so smooth. He kind of reminds me of Keenan Allen, just his route running and his intelligence in football. So he's on a great team. Yep. I mean, the Saints are always ran very well. So, you know, he'll get the right coaching to develop. Yep. And if, if uh, Jameis comes out and has a good season, 
like you started with last year. Uh, I think that's I think Olave is very solid. London and and Olave were my number one and number two from this class, so I was able to grab both of them here, which made me very happy. So, what do you think? Uh, what do you have for a score for me? And we'll move on to the next guy. Um, for I would say yeah. So for Dynasty, I'm gonna give you. I'll give you a seven in like the long term, but for you know obviously contention, you're like a three. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I do. So what I do with scores, like I'll. I'll for my team, looking at what I have for assets, uh, where I'm at, if things would fall perfectly, I could compete this year. They're not going to fall perfectly. They never do. So my team, I probably would give like a 5.8, 5.9, somewhere around there. Um, but knowing that there's upside to the team. Yeah. You know, I can see that. Because I kind of do like what you did with, I have long-term assets, um, but this year, I'm, I'm most likely I'm not competing. I'm, I'm fighting for the 101, really. So, um, I mean, if you want to, yeah, if you're going to combine the two numbers I just put out, then, yeah, I, I think you'd probably be around. Well, it's a, I'm going to go a little lower than you. I'll say 5.5. Okay. I mean, if you want to give me a three, you can give me a three. I'm, I'm fine with it. <laughs> uh, but I usually, when I, I, try, I try to look at, especially with, when we do a dynasty one, um, I try to look at the long term as well as the short term because some of the moves you know going in aren't going to pan out. But if somebody's got picks built up in 23 or 24, I try to take that into account um, just because it's going to help the long term of, of the team rather than just the short term at one year. So yeah, so that'll bring us to the third team this year at KM Feast of 12. At quarterback, he's got Joe Burrow. Running backs are Saquon Barkley, Leonard Fournette. Wide receivers are Jamar Chase, Michael Thomas. Tight end, he's got Hunter Henry. Uh, in his flexes, he's got James Robinson, Jarvis Landry, and Marquise Brown. Definitely was not lucky with uh, Landry going to New Orleans. Already having Thomas, but that's unfortunate. Uh, on his bench, he's got Matt Ryan, Drew Locke, and Malik Willis at quarterback. Running backs are J.D. McKissick, Reichwell Armstead, Keyshawn Vaughn, uh, Juba Hubbard, Kenneth Walker, at wide receiver, Tutu Atwell, Alec Pierce, and A.J. Green. And at tight ends, he's got Gerald Everett, Hayden Hurst, Hunter Long, and Jeremy Ruckert. Nobody in his IR and nobody in his taxi. His uh, So his core is pretty decent, his, his starters. Um, I'm somebody who still believes in James Robinson, even with E.T. back. I think he still has a decent role. Um, Landry's a guy I like, but I don't want Landry and Thomas on my team. So I would be looking to move Landry for another wide receiver uh, if I could do that, or even a running back. You know, at this point, got to kind of with his, he's 29, kind of take what you get. You're giving up a, basically a wide receiver three in an offense where he could be a wide receiver two. I'm sure there's teams that could uh, move a running back or something or another wide receiver that could benefit from that. Uh, looking at his bench, he's kind of hurting at quarterback. Uh, you're, you're probably two years from Malik Willis being relevant. Matt Ryan's this year, maybe, hopefully next year. Um, Drew Locke is pretty much droppable at this point. Running backs, McKissick is really, and Kenneth Walker, the two that I see that are, of any fantasy relevance, uh, Reichwell Olmstead can be dropped. 
Keyshawn Vaughn, I don't believe, performed that well in preseason. I think he kind of lost his job. And Hubbard is definitely the, the third running back on his team. Receiver depth, I like Alex Pierce. Uh, A.J. Green's got some upside with uh, Hopkins being out for six games. But I don't know that he can reproduce what he did last year. So I think he's relevant for a few games early. And after that, I'm not really sure. We'll have to see how that pans out. But it's one of those things we won't take. I won't take the points off for. Tight ends, he's got decent depth with Everett and Hurst. Um, both guys in good positions with teams that use the tight end quite a bit. So they could be solid options at flex with the settings here. Nobody in the taxi, that hurts. Uh, shows me that you haven't really been active at all this offseason or not relatively active. But he has all his draft picks for next year. I'm going to spend a lot of time on it. It's The team's actually, I think, worse than overall than McCurran. I'm going to give him – it's close, but I think I think McCurran's got better overall assets. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a 6-3. That's how close I think it is. But Yeah. I mean, he's the definition of top-heavy. I mean, like you said, his core is is good. I mean, Jamar Chase, obviously, anytime you have a piece of that, it's like great. I mean, he's going to be fantastic for years to come. And I do think Marquis. Oh, the, the Chase Burrow stack is fantastic. Yeah. You know what I mean? But It's like he has the right pieces and places, but then you go down and, yeah, it just has – it feels like a redraft team. But that it does. But that yeah, didn't draft that well either. <laughs> yep. Yeah, they were like the four spot or the, or the nine spot. Yeah. You know, and, and we're able to take what came, but really didn't get a couple of players that really would have made it a knockout team. Like they got sniped right before, and then they just didn't know what to do, and then they made the pick. <laughs> yep. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, the one thing I got to make fun of him is like, uh, Reichwell Armstead. I mean, I thought he died in like 2021 or something like that, or 2020. So, <laughs> so Raquel Armstead had COVID. Poor guy, uh, missed the entire 2020 season, and, and then he was a running joke on the show too that Raquel <laughs> Armstead was still on COVID all the way through the 2020 season. Uh, he came out, he went to the Giants, and uh, we praised that he was still alive, that he survived COVID, and he came yep. to the Giants and went back on the COVID list. <laughs> <sighs> So, oh, um, man, I mean, I feel bad. He for the would, guy. I do. No, I do too. Uh, cause he's not a, he's not a bad running back. He's got a little bit of talent, but he's just never been able to find that niche. And, uh, so he was on a team going into camp and everything and, and he's been cut, but he's, he's just a guy that's not gonna, he, he's a roster clog. But do you, you and, remember and, that well, hype? He's not even resigned. You remember that hype oh, for 2020? Yeah. That off season was just yeah. like. I mean, he was gonna be, he was beating out James Robinson, I think, that year. There were, I mean, I, during the off season. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. No, the preseason hype on him was because I picked up, I picked up uh, Armstead, I picked up uh, Chris Thompson, and I picked up James Robinson. And a lot of leagues, I just gra- I was just able to get Robinson because everybody else had already been picked up. I think it was Chris Thompson. Was that? I know who you're, you're referencing to him. The, the, wide res- the, the running back that came from Washington and went to Jacksonville. No, yes. Oh, I, the, one for, the one that was the original pass catcher instead of uh, – Yeah, uh, instead, instead of Robinson. McK- and McKissick, too. It was – McKissick took this guy's yeah. job. It was, it was Chris Thompson, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Well, it's been a long time, and I'm old. I forget things. So, yeah. So I was able to, that year. I was able to grab James Robinson in a lot of places, and uh, because people weren't paying attention, and I was so happy because I won so many leagues with Robinson that I picked up off the waiver wire. So, but yeah, Armstead was supposed to be the guy, and he just wasn't. So, it's just funny that he's still on a <laughs> roster. But when, when you look at the taxi and it's empty, it, it explains why. Yeah. And then, I mean, and then if I have to go through else, I mean, like you said, uh, Alex Pierce, um, I, I actually have a lot of hype or hope for him. I mean, with with Matt Ryan, too, that's going to be – he might get used more. I know Matt Ryan loves his deep balls, and they need to – there's no cleared wide receiver, too, there. So he can make a mark. No, a lot of guys got to – a lot of guys got to prove themselves there. Yeah. Yep. And then obviously Jared uh, Everett. I love the guy not only as because he's a Charger, but I was a fan when he was a Ram. And then he did. If you actually watch him play in, as a Seahawk, uh, he was doing really well over there. Um, you know, obviously didn't get the ball that often. So I think his his tight end core is actually pretty good. I mean, Hunter Henry and no, nobody that stands out, but enough, the the ones you want to get you by, and. But like like I said, this is a redraft team that just kept getting sniped. They made their first pick and they were stoked. Maybe got through, and then and then they settled for Saquon, and then it just trailed from there. <laughs> yep. So. Uh, so what do you have for a score for KM Feaster twelve? I'm gonna say. So you gave him a six point three. I'm gonna put him. I'm gonna give him a five point eight. Five point eight. Yeah, I, I may have to change like his and uh, McCurrence as we get through. Yeah, but. I might come back. I mean, just having him on that uh, Armstead on the roster and just seeing how nothing in the taxi, I might have to come back and just slash off a couple points yeah. just for that. I'm I'm changing mine right now while we're still here to six point one because there there is no future on the on the uh, taxi or anything. So yeah, he's going to come back this year and just yeah yeah. Unfortunately. He, he it does look like a redraft roster and, and kind of the activity level is that he's looking at it as a redraft roster as well. Mm-hmm. So we'll move on to our phantom guest, RRTD00. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it because it would have been great to pick his team apart in front of him, but <laughs> now he'll just have to listen from the shadows. Uh, his roster, he has Kirk Cousins at quarterback. Uh, Brees Hall and Rashad Penny at running back. Isaiah McKenzie, DJ Chark at wide receiver. Tight end, he's got Cole Komet in his flexes. He's got Tyler Higby, Austin Hooper, and Naheem Hines. On his bench, Derek Carr, Daniel Jones. Running backs on the bench, Rex Burkhead, Miles Gaskin, Michael Carter, and Damian Pierce, which is going to look to be a fantastic grab. Uh, wide receivers, he's got Tyler Johnson, Curtis Samuel, Jalen Rager, Cedric Wilson, Byron Pringle, Olamai Zacchaeus, KJ Hamler, and George Pickens. And tight end on the bench, he's got Will Disley. Team that's been kind of beat up by uh, injuries, he's got Calvin Ridley with the suspension in the IR, um, Tim Patrick with the torn ACL early in training camp. And Brian Robinson with the recent carjacking shooting. So at least he'll be getting him back four to eight weeks, somewhere around there. So that's that's a nice add for another rookie running back. On his taxi, he's got Kellen Mond, who just got cut, which is 
completely baffling, but uh, Jake Ferguson, Garrett Wilson, Danny Gray, Abram Smith, and Bo Melton. For draft picks, he's got his first, third, and fourth. In 23, he's got Mitch second and Alex P second, which most likely are both going to be later. And he's got all his 24 and 25 picks. So I look at his team. I'm, I like Cousins. I like Carr. Um, Jones for his third, especially if going to Superflex is fine, but he won't have a job by then. Running backs, I, I know I traded with him for the 102, I believe, and he took he ended up getting Hall at four, but I was able to get my wide receivers. With, uh, with having Hall, having Pierce where he's developed, having Pickens, uh, those three guys, I like the, I like the draft that he was able to pull together with them. And then also with Brian Robinson, uh, he's got Garrett Wilson on the bench. So four solid guys. Um, he's a little bit jet heavy, but it is what it is, especially for a Seahawks fan. It's kind of, kind of crazy. If I'm him, I'm his wide receivers are suspect. I'm going to put that right out there. You're basically starting two wide receiver threes, best case, and on your bench and taxi, you know, Wilson could develop into a wide receiver one, most likely a two, and Pickens is most likely a wide receiver two. Uh, I mean, those the, those two guys are your best wide receivers, and they're rookies, so we haven't even really seen them. It looks to me as a team that's somewhat rebuilding, but has some pieces. First thing I'm looking at, you, you don't need two, two Jets running backs. Michael Carter and Brees Hall are not handcuffs. Carter plays one role, Brees Hall plays another. You need to decide which one you like better. I would say probably Brees Hall, because there's the better chance that he does become a three-down back uh, in a year or two in the offense, but it's a committee offense. It's a coach that comes from a committee offense, so I don't expect that to change. And Michael Carter and Brees Hall are two different style running backs. So I would try, probably try to move Carter to somebody who's more of a contender this year that can actually benefit from him and is willing to pay because you're going to need draft picks. You're starting three tight ends. I know it's premium, but you're not starting three good tight ends. Higby's not that good. They just added Allen Robinson. There's plenty of mouths to feed on the Rams. He was going to get a little bit of work, but I think you could do a lot better in that spot. Hooper, I have higher hopes for. And if Komet doesn't break out, then you're looking at three tight ends that are probably going to be outside the top 12. You basically need them to fall um, perfectly in order to capitalize on, on what you have. Will Disley, I don't even think is in a conversation as being startable even as a flex option. Wide receivers, you have some young dart throws, but I think the best of those that we haven't talked about is is maybe Handler, and that's with Wilson, and he's going to be a guy, are you really going to be able to pick the games where he goes off? So overall, it's a team that's in a rebuild. Um, Unfortunately, has hit a couple of speed bumps with – Injuries and suspensions with Calvin Ridley. I would say they're most likely out of it for this year, but they got some picks for next year and could be in a pretty decent situation. I'd move a couple of assets. I, I would be moving on from Penny. Like I said, I'd move on from Michael Carter. 
go with your younger running backs that you have, trying to get some try to get some picks when you're able to capitalize, get some younger wide receivers that you can build around, and uh, look at next year and possibly being able to compete. I want to say the teams. I want to say the team's better than mine, but I don't really know that it's better than mine. If I'm being completely objective, um, I think that he's in a better shape with the quarterback. But yeah, I just I don't know what it is. It's it's like his team with yours. It was like it was dripping with a lot of you know high ceilings and excitement, but with his, it's it's like you you got players who you're not really who are they're going to be good. I mean, you know, Damon Pierce. Uh, there's a lot of hype on him right now, so hopefully that works out. And I've watched I watched Pierce's games. He he really looks good. Yeah, the, the hype is warranted. Um, Brees Hall. Brees Hall did not look good. Yeah, he didn't look good. But I mean, it's going to take time. He has that full talent, so hopefully, uh, Saley uh, or whatever he can um bring it out with his um coaching. But yeah, I just it's 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 the, it doesn't wow me. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing. It just doesn't like. I'm trying to find a reason that that his team is better than mine and that I can give him a higher score, but I can't. So I'm going to give him the same score as me at a 5.8, but I'm wondering if I might need to give him something lower than mine. Yeah, and and it's like the direction, you know, with his team. Um, One thing I did want to mention, you know, hi, Brian, uh, Brian Robinson, sending love to you and hope everything gets better. That's always a terrible thing that could happen. Um, but yeah, I just, when you're building a, it's great to have these running backs and they're young and they're going to be talented. And now he has to be very hopeful that he can make some moves to, you know, hopefully Pickens, which I think Pickens is a very talented running, uh, wide receiver. Um, mm-hmm. and Calvin Ridley comes back into form. Hopefully that happens as well, or he gets traded to a different team. We don't know what's, what's going to be happening there. And then, yeah, this, the, the over how many, Jets do you do you need on a on one team so do you do you trade Wilson away I think it's like one big trade that you can make and maybe not go for picks but go for another young wide receiver somewhere and make some swaps and this team would be looking a lot better I mean Cole Komet too yeah. that's that's a riser he has some pieces but they're just not like I believe in I believe in Komet in the breakout I really do mm-hmm. uh, I believe Hooper has a decent role in Tennessee um, and it's flex-worthy, especially in a tight end premium. But I don't believe in Higby. I think we saw kind of his ceiling last year, which is not great. Ridley, I do, if he comes back, uh, it's going to be fine. Uh, Pickens, like, like you say, it's going to be fine. But when you look at he's got seven wide receivers on his bench, eight wide receivers on his bench, he's got one that's worth talking about. And that's Pickens. And we really haven't seen anything other than preseason from him. So, and running backs. Damian Pierce looks fantastic. Michael Carter's fine. But Burkhead and Gaskin are borderline droppable. I mean, you you have Damian Pierce's handcuff in Rex Burkhead. And and let's face it, Burkhead's best years are long behind him. Uh, He's just there for injuries until Marlon Mack is ready to come off the practice squad. Like, let's, let's not pretend. Like, I... There's not a single person in his starting lineup that I would want in my starting lineup, other than maybe maybe cousins if it was superflex. Yeah. Like I would, I seriously would be starting Carr over Cousins, but 
there's not a single player right now that I want to start week one in his starting lineup. Pierce is the only one on his bench that I would want to start in my starting lineup week one. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? You talked me into it. I'm going down to a 5.6. <laughs> I, I do think his team is worse than mine. Yeah. I. What do you have for a grade for his? I'm going to say a five right now. Unless he makes a yeah. big trade, he... Yep. kind of in, like which is possible. He needs to do the trade just because, like you uh, you mentioned, you're you're setting up your core with long term players with wide receivers and tight ends of high talent or high ceiling. Um, and then he went the other way, which is always great to have a a bunch of running backs. But if you're in his position, you need to get some more long term value because by the time you are a contender, those could not be you know they not be might not be in the same position as they are right now. So yeah, yeah, that, that's. When you're rebuilding a dynasty, you always go for long-term assets. Wide receivers, because they just last longer in the NFL. Tight ends, because uh, usually when you pick up a tight end, it's three seasons before they're relevant. Quarterbacks, running backs are the things you grab the year that you're ready to compete, then you grab your running backs. Whether you draft them, you trade picks for them, whatever. It seems like those are the things he drafted first. and like I, I know why he grabbed Hall, because you're looking at him coming out of college, and, and now you have his handcuff with Carter and stuff. He got lucky with the Pierce pick that Pierce has worked out better than you could have ever expected when the draft came. And Pickens was a talent that uh, some people saw, some people didn't. And uh, where he was at in the draft, he was able to take advantage of that. And I don't fault the Wilson pick at all as far as the talent. I have trouble with, with having too many pieces of one offense because – Every week, especially if it's not a good offense, every week you're depending on both of those guys to produce for you, and usually it's one or the other. So you can get into a situation like Kansas City where you can have Kelsey Mahomes and you could have Hill before, and and you could get production out of both Kelsey and Hill. But it's very rare that that happens, and the New York Jets right now with Robert Sala are not at that point they're trying to be but they're not at that point so i would probably like i like wilson i really do i don't think i would look to trade him i would probably trade carter and see what happens with hall i probably would also try to trade him and and get assets that i can use now you know trade hall for a wide receiver or two or a wide receiver and a pick just anything that i can add for depth that i can use and continue the rebuild because it Looking at the team, you're probably two years out. You're probably in the same boat that I am. I mean, you got a couple more picks next year, which are going to help. But you're probably looking at 2024 to realistically being able to compete. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going back to and looking over our rookie draft. Um, and like you said, if for anyone who is in the first position, like it makes sense to grab Paul. I mean, like he's, when he's coming out of college, he has all the skill sets, you know, to be a great running back. But where he was, I mean, I would probably even have traded out of the first, got some more picks. And then, you know, if he, if he did grab Hall, he grabbed Wilson later on. And then Olave was there, which I would have grabbed instead of Wilson. So, you know, I mean, it's personal. I mean, yeah, I will say one thing. Um, RRTD, he's, he always has his own way of drafting. Uh, we've always talked about it over the years. He doesn't really go off of you know, generalized ADP, unless it's, I mean, towards the back end of the draft usually, but um, 
as you can see in the beginning, he just hit the two first ones, uh, Hall and Wilson, which were one of the top picks. And maybe he would have picked Burks, but it got sniped before. So, yeah, I just – for him, I just one big trade. That's what I'm – not one, but are a couple good trades away, and he'll be set up, and his timeline might be even more accelerated over the before the two years. But, yeah, yeah I'm going to – I'm sticking with the five for him for now. He's definitely – with the players he have, he's even if he they did well, he's still looking at a bottom finish. So it's going to be good for him next year. <laughs> but so we'll move on to uh, the beneficiary of my Jalen Hurts fuck up and uh, raging Cajun twenty five. So quarterback, he's got Jalen Hurts. Running backs, Dalvin Cook, Alvin Kamara. Wide receivers, Debo Samuel. Terry McLaurin at tight end. He's got uh, Malden, Massachusetts native Isaiah Likely. Uh, Flex, he's got Rondale Moore, Adam Thielen, Robert Woods. The Likely pick makes me smile because when I did the uh, draft preview with, with Rockstar and Connor, I brought up Likely just because he's a local guy here for where we live and uh, wished him the best. He had a great camp, got drafted by a team that Hopefully we'll use him a lot and uh, wish him the best success. So to see him in somebody's starting lineup uh, is fantastic. And he's in that lineup because he needs to be. <laughs> yeah. Because we'll get to that when I get through his bench. So on his bench, quarterbacks, he's got Geno Smith, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, running backs, Dontrell Hilliard, Alexander Madison, Dearness Johnson, Jordan Mason, and Pierre Strong. Uh, wide receiver, Sammy Watkins, Paris Campbell. Nico Collins, Khalil Shakir, Rashard Higgins, and Kyle Phillips. And then for his tight end bench, he's got Lance McCutcheon. Oh, that's wide receiver, my bad. For his tight end bench, he's got Shigo Zim Okonkwo. Uh, Justin Ross is in his IR. On his taxi, he's got Jalen Warren, Bailey Zapp, Carson Strong, Jerome Ford, Cole Turner, and Samore Tour. Got his 23 first, third, and fourth, his second, third, and fourth in 24, and his all his picks in 25. Solid starting lineup uh, for the most part. I would substitute Nico Collins for Rondell Moore. I think most people would. Weak at running back. I'm fine that he's got Madison with Cook for the handcuff, but uh, literally has nobody else to start for the bye weeks between running backs. Uh, he's got to kind of hope for injury that benefits him. Tight ends weak. Um, likely, most likely not going to have a huge impact this year, probably the next couple of years, but I, I do like the talent for future. Uh, on his bench, like I said, Nico Collins is probably going to be his third flex. Um, depending on Robert Woods, it might have to be, you know, he might have to start Sammy Watkins or Paris Campbell, which is not a good position to be in. Quarterbacks are terrible. Jalen Hurts, I don't, I hate him, but fantasy wise, he's fine for your starter. Geno sucks. Um, you're not going to get a ton of fantasy production out of him. Amber sets just a bridge. Hopefully, he's serviceable for the bye week. I, I don't even like the guys on his taxi. I, I'm fine with Bailey Zapp as a as a fill in guy. Carson Strong got cut. Um, Jerome Ford's okay. 
as a death piece for uh, a future guy for Cleveland. But yeah, you, I mean, like I said, you're really lacking at running back. You outside of the starters, this team's really, really just lacking, um, and they don't even really have picks that you know to, to reflect that. Yeah, I mean. I mean- which is interesting. Um, you weren't here last year. He actually made a really strong push last year with the format of this team or of our scoring and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a defense too, where, like I said before, defenses were getting a lot of points in this league as as well. So it's actually surprising looking at it this year and then seeing him last year, where I was very worried. You know. Um, yep. Him all year. Well, like with so with the forty yard bonus and stuff, like Rondell Moore has some potential you know what i mean and i don't like i don't hate the players that's the thing it's just i don't see i see very little upside on this team but i see players that have a chance to score decent points in the right week but you got to pick them and and that's like dearness johnson good running back if chubb gets hurt but if chubb and hunter both healthy he doesn't help you And, and now you have the guy behind him in Jerome Ford, which is great for next year, but this year does not help you at all. And as far as wide receivers, the only one you really can count on is Nico Collins, and you really don't know that you can count on him. So, like, it's probably a team under the right circumstances that can do well and and be okay, but it just does, it doesn't look sexy. And... I'm just I'm I'm honestly struggling to find a starting lineup if Robert Woods doesn't play for the first couple of weeks. You have some hope with Paris Campbell, but again, it's like you know Alec Pierce. He's never been able to stay healthy. Yeah, they never stay healthy. Um, Sammy Watkins, same deal. I mean, you have some hope because he's the only what there's three veterans on in Green Bay, but I mean, Sammy Watkins hasn't had a season over 700 yards since his rookie year, I believe. I think that's a statistic for him. Yep. <laughs> so that's correct. I mean, and he's played with he's played with good quarterbacks. So it's not the quarterbacks; it's him. Yeah. Like he's going to be competing with with uh, Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. Oh. And then like, and then right in the back, he should be a superstar. Right in the back this whole time, though, it's going to be, you know, maybe Christian Watson. People can say whatever they want for him. And then, you know, the hype of Dobbs just right there as well. So, yeah, like I, I love Watson. Um, he, he's another one of my guys this year. Uh, Dobbs is a later round guy. We'll see what happens. But Rodgers does not throw to rookies. He just does not. He doesn't trust them. He doesn't he just doesn't. So you can't count on those guys. Um Sammy should be in the best position to succeed. And I think he's probably going to be the player that has the least chance of success just because of who he is. I, I don't think he's that good a wide receiver. You're going to get one or two games from him, but you got to pick him. Like week one, absolutely starting Sammy Watkins. Every year he blows up week one. Yeah. So he would be in my lineup over Rondale Moore in a heartbeat. Uh, but after that, it's a crapshoot. So, um, I, I really don't know. I I will say though, I I'm gonna give some love. I mean, you already did it earlier, but earlier. But Nico Collins though, I think him and Mills are gonna have some fun together. And he's not right. He's the Houston, right? Nico Collins. 
I believe that. Yeah, yeah. Yep. he's Houston. Yeah, I believe they're going to do pretty well with each other. And I mean, outside of uh, you know Cook, there isn't really much anybody else. So no, there's not. And I and I do like the don't don't hear what I'm not saying. I do like Collins. Yeah. Um, but he's unproven. Yeah. I mean, and there's a lot of that on this this roster or dependent upon injury guys. So that that's my biggest concern outside of the few starters he's got. Yeah, he's he's pushing like I said before, it's 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 one of those teams that like it's going to do well in the season. He's probably going to win more games than he should. Um but then he gets knocked out in the playoffs because his team can't stay up to some more high powered well, teams. It, if he gets to the playoffs cuz if he well, he drafted in 5th, he didn't make the playoffs last year. You know what I mean? He he was in the he was in the bottom six. So well, I mean he, yeah, I don't know how he got the that position. Um, because I believe when I was looking at it, I think he was tied with me last year. Um, he went ten and four. Four teams went ten and four last year, and he was one of them. So looks like he got bounced out in the uh, round one. So it's. Yeah, that's what I was saying. His team, you know, for this league, I think he did really well with how the stats were done. And he, we did have like defenses. So that also helped. Um, I think last year, he, you guys have, you guys have eight and that's how. Okay. Yeah. Eight, you get eight in the playoffs. That's how, that's how he made it. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. And then he had the Patriots last year, which helped a lot for him. And they were decent on defense at points of the year. Yep. No. Th- the Patriots defense was solid last year as far as fantasy points. So yeah, it makes sense that he made the playoffs because of eight teams make the playoffs, but he scored 66 points. In the and that's where, that's where it happens. Thing, so. Yeah. It's just cause you can yeah. see that he hits a wall. Um, yeah. So, and then he has, that, that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Yeah. And then where he is, I mean, Debo and Terry McLaurin, um, obviously being stuck with a bad quarterback for Terry is going to be tough. And then he has aging, you know, aging running backs. You know, he's just in that in that uh, tail end of a contender where you have to start making decisions this year on which direction you want to go. Yeah, with with Thielen and Woods, they're on the older side. Debo and Terry, you're fine with. Your running backs are older, so you really have three starters that you can hold on to the rest of your, basically the rest of your team. Yeah, you're you're looking at rebuilding. You're going to try to piece out to some contenders and just get as much back wow. as you can. My team's actually looking, <laughs> looking better <laughs> than I thought as we go through this. That's uh, all. You're, you're just screaming upside, man. Screaming upside. Yeah. Like, I, I'm. You did well in the draft. Him, I'm very happy with my draft. I really am. Yeah. Uh, so I'm putting Rage and Cajun at a 5.8, same as, as RRTD and myself. I may have to adjust them. I really, I might have to bump mine up a little bit. Looking at these other ones, uh, what do you have Cajun at, and we'll and we'll move on. Yeah, I'll give him a six. I'm gonna put him at the same time as uh, McCurin. Yeah, it's just like they don't have that extra jump to make it in the playoffs. Right, it's gonna be three of us fighting for the for the last spot in the playoffs. Yeah, you know, I do think I do think McCurin has a, a little bit better team, and. and they should be able to get in the playoffs this year. I agree. Um, yeah, me, me, uh, RTD and uh, Cajun will probably be fighting for that last spot. Uh, and I'm guessing there's probably going to be another team we get to coming up 
that uh, might be pretty close as well. So we'll get on to Burgerfy. Um, his quarterback, Kyler Murray. Running backs are Javante Williams, Josh Jacobs. Wide receivers, Chris Godwin, Chase Claypool. Tight ends, Dallas Goddard. Uh, flex spots, he's got Traylon Burks, James Cook, Amon Ross St. Brown. On his bench, he's got Tyler Huntley, who was oddly cut by uh, Baltimore. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. Running backs are DJ Dallas, Jamal Williams, Mark Ingram. Wide receivers are Shamar Bridges, Donovan Peoples-Jones, James Poshi, Marcus Callaway, Jacoby Myers, Yami Brown, Randall Cobb, and Julio Jones. And at tight ends, he's got Irv Smith, Adam Troutman. Nobody in the IRs. On his taxi, he's got Ger- Gerald Dokes, Puka Williams. Both guys have been cut. Uh, Demetri Felton, also I think can be cut. Uh, Des Fitzpatrick, Tyler Batty, and Tyrion Davis-Price. So Fitzpatrick, Batty, and, and TDP are, are solid holds. The other three guys I'm pretty certain can be cut. Uh, I don't think Dokes has gone even back to a practice squad in Miami, and I don't think Puka Williams did either in Cincinnati. And Felton's just basically buried in Cleveland. Uh, I don't see any. He had the chance last year. I don't see any path to relevance for him. Uh, what do you think of Burger Fight's team, and uh, what's your uh, what's your score on it? Um, so I honestly do really like his team. Um, he has a lot of young. He is the, he's in that right area of young talent that has a lot of high ceiling, um, and then a bunch of floor pieces to kind of keep it keep him from dropping off. Uh, Chase obviously is going to be tough for him. Pickens is right behind him and the quarterback situation. So he also, I mean, to be honest, I've heard Chase has some bad attitude too. So he's one of those players that he has a lot of skill, but I don't know where it's going to go. Um, Josh Jacobs, I think he's going to be fine this year. I know a lot of people worried on him. So um, I actually do like his lineup. I mean, he is going to have some ups and downs with Burks, uh, Goddard, might be really good or it might be too many mouths to feed for for Hertz. James Cook, I they wanted McKissick, so Cook is going to be fed a little bit here and there. And I think towards the end of the season he might be better off than he was in the beginning. And you know, he has a young QB in Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I think he's gonna be immensely better than he was what I mean, not during uh, having to deal with that urban Meyer situation. Uh, yeah, so uh, I like his team. Um, I do. I mean, for future, probably, you know, this is – he needs to make some, you know, good draft picks coming up this next year to make sure he has a little bit more depth. But for a run this year, I think he can – if a couple pieces end up working out, he could be fine. Yeah, I mean, he can get by some through the – through some weeks – through the buys and hopefully maybe a slight injury. As long as he doesn't have anything major, I think this, he can make a playoff push. So I'll give him, I'll give him a solid, a six point eight to a seven. Yeah. Wow. Um, <laughs> I completely disagree. Really? I like Williams. I'm fine with Jacobs. Um, Godwin, if he can play week one, uh, you're, you're kind of at the mercy of his recovery from injury. Claypool's on the outs. Um, Burks, we have no idea what he's going to be. I, I don't think he's going to be as good as everybody thinks. 
especially early on. Cook I'm fine with, but I don't think he's as relevant early on as everybody thinks as well. St. Brown uh, basically is a wide receiver, too, behind Godwin. Trevor Lawrence, I've never thought is as good as everybody has him hyped up to be. He is in a better situation than he was with Urban Meyer, but Doug Peterson still is not a great coach. Running back depth, Williams is solid depth. Ingram behind Kamara is okay, but he's aging, and I don't know what he's going to really do as far as producing. Um, depth wide receivers, sure, Randall Cobb in Green Bay is probably going to be the number one. Look for Rodgers just because of their chemistry. I don't know how long that lasts because of his age. Julio's one hamstring tweak away from being irrelevant. So health is a big, big thing for this team. Um, Jacoby Myers, wide receiver three last year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't expect that to get any better. If anything, it's going to get worse with Devontae Parker coming and our offense in New England completely changing with Josh McDaniels leaving. I don't think this... I think this is the fourth team that's fighting for the last two playoff spots, and I don't really think he's that much better than what we've already seen. I'm going to put him right in the middle of everybody. I'm going to put him right at a at a flat six. I think the bottom six teams are the bottom six teams for a reason, but I think McCurran out of the all of us has the best the best team, and I think that you can make a case one way or the other for the other five of us. I really do. I could definitely see that for a hundred percent. I think uh, it's like the two sides of like a realist, <laughs> and then I'm like an optimist with this team. Um, I'm down on more of the players than you are. Yeah. Um, and 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 that's because I I'm completely out on Julio. There's upside there if he can stay healthy. I just don't expect it. Um, same thing with Cobb. There's upside there if he can get back to what he used to have with Rogers. I don't see it. Um, I think I think that day has passed. Like I said, Claypool's out. They they drafted his replacement. They even were nice enough to let him announce it. So I don't think that Pittsburgh's offense this year, regardless of whether it's Trubisky, who I'm pretty certain certain it's going to be most of the year, whether it's him or Pickett, I don't think it's going to be good enough to support three wide receivers, let alone two. I think you're going to be fine with Deontay Johnson. I think you're going to be fine with Fryermuth and Najee. But it, I don't think, you know, Pickens and Claypool are going to be able to, you know, be relevant with those other guys as well as far as higher than a wide receiver three at best. So, and I think Claypool is the one who falls out of the mix because they there's a reason they went and drafted his replacement. So for, for me, when I want to describe this kind of team when I see it. And this is why I gave them a little higher score is I feel like it's a, it's a snowball team. It's it, when I, and when I mean that is that at the beginning of the season, I don't think he, if he can win a couple games here and there, I think he'll be all right. But his team just is going to get better as it gets closer to the playoffs. That's how I see his mm-hmm. team. Um, I think. Oh, it's very possible. And this is a, so this is a team like where you're ranking is, this is a team that depending on strength of schedule, could benefit greatly by the weeks that they play certain teams. Like if they get lucky with matchups, they certainly could make the playoffs with ease. Uh, if they don't, then they're, they're fighting for the one-on-one. So 
and, and a couple of injuries and they're completely done. That That's the other thing is there's not really a ton of depth that can recover from a couple of, of key injuries. Like if, if Murray gets hurt, you, you pretty much kiss the season goodbye. Yeah. I mean, or if Williams gets hurt or Jacobs, you, you're done. So as, yeah, his team is going to be beneficial. There's a lot of luck involved with him. Um, and that is in two sides, one staying healthy, like you mentioned, and the other being he has, you know, certain backups that will, you know, something happens to uh, Kamara with his court proceedings, Mark Ingram instantly has value. Jamal Williams is, you know, a solid backup and a good handcuff, and the team loves him. So he'll be fit in in some ways. And then, like you said, Cobb and Jones, I wouldn't ever depend on them, but they're definitely good fill-ins for when he's going to need him. Um, again, like you said, it's not like his team is going to make a strong push, but I do see a lot of like the snowball effect. His team will get better by the end of the year. Um, whether that is at the right timing or not, is that's the only factor, I believe. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely possible if, if everything hits. Um, so we'll definitely, we'll see. Uh, we'll move on to Team 7. And that's Mitch. Mitch. (laughs) (laughs) At quarterback, he's got Matthew Stafford. Running backs are Najee Harris, Antonio Gibson. Beneficiary of uh, the recent shooting news with uh, Brian Robinson. Wide receivers, Tyreek Hill, CeeDee Lamb. Uh, Tight end is Noah Fant. Flex options are Keenan Allen, Miko Hardman, and Christian Watson. On his bench... He's got Carson Wentz, Jared Goff. Running backs are Damian Williams, James White, who's retired, Amir Abdullah, Mike Davis, Matt Breda, Sonny Michelle, and Daryl Williams. Wide receivers are Laquan Treadwell, Robbie Anderson, Jamal Agnew, and Antonio Brown, who's certifiably crazy, uh, also retired. Um, Tyler Conklin and Rob Gronkowski. Also retired. Nobody on the IR. Taxi Squad, Harrison Bryant, KJ Osborne, Hassan Haskins, and Ty Chandler. Um, so this is a team that made the playoffs, finished in the uh, sixth spot. Mm-hmm. Um, Stafford's a good quarterback. Wentz and, and Goff are fine backups. Even going to Superflex, you'll have Goff for another year. Wentz, questionable. Najin Gibson, you you know, Najee's fine. Gibson, you could do worse, especially with Robinson out for a few weeks. Gives Gibson a chance to re-earn his position back. Uh, wide receivers, as far as Hill, Lamb, and, and Keenan Allen, I'm I'm great with. Christian Watson, I'm great with. Hardman's a dart throw. Could be put. Could be the guy. Hasn't been. Has never been able to step up and and uh, fill the role they drafted him for. He's got three retired players on his roster. Says to me, he's not paying much attention. Amir Abdullah with the Raiders has a little bit of appeal for a bye week. Mike Davis has zero. Sony Michelle going to the Chargers. Um, if something happens with Eckler, is key. Otherwise, he's irrelevant, but he's a great handcuff to hold on to for a playoff team. The Williams brothers, um, not really brothers, but. I have no use for either of them. And Matt Breda is basically cuttable. Yeah. Nothing in wide receiver, nothing at tight end. 
So outside of the starting lineup and a couple of odd pieces, I like K.J. Osborne as a prospect. Um, he's got his 23 first, third, and fourth, all his 24, all his 25 picks. Another team that looks like it limped into the playoffs with, with some fortunate matchups but didn't get very far. Um, another team that's a couple inches away. I'm not going to spend a whole ton of time on it. I'm going to give him a 6.2 and move on. What do you got yeah. for him, Ryan? I mean, I'll give him the same. I'm going to say I'll just do a 6. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there's some pieces that could something happen. Uh, definitely, like you mentioned, limped his way in. Uh, he does. Small anecdote, motherfucking Jamal Agnew. Um, I always, whenever I get mad in, I send the season just to see how it goes. And I've done it twice yep. now, and Jamal Agnew has led the Jaguars every time with like twelve hundred yards, and I don't know why. Dude, he was doing <laughs> he was doing great last year before he got hurt. He's a target so. machine, and and it's funny yep. he was just he came from the special teams, and definitely uh, it'd be hilarious if they paid all this money to Christian Kirk and Agnew just has that rapport with uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Agnew's a guy. He's a, he's a great dart throw, and I don't I like I don't discount him. Um, it's just the, the team, like the guys as a whole, there's just nothing yeah. that jumps out at me. Agnew could have a great season. He could be a complete dud. Uh, so yeah, and he has Osborne, as, but he did have a great rapport last year. I like Osborne on the taxi. I'd be definitely moving him up. Yep. Yep. And then, yeah, get rid of the retired, retired players. I don't know. I mean, I guess you could hold on to Gronk with hope, but, um, Gronk's not coming. Yeah. yeah he's, he's, done. he's done. He's done. He's doing his commercials and making money yeah. and, dancing with some shit, partying in Vegas and stuff. But yeah, so get rid of these guys. I mean, the rest of them are just kind of, what do you do? Sony Michelle, I think he will get the goal line work. I mean, Eckler, I've listened to a bunch of podcasts and yeah. But yeah, this team is, it is what it is. Needs a, It's one of those that needs a trade. That's where he's at. Uh, needs a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. He needs to make some. Unfortunately. Picks. I mean, what, basically he's at a position that, uh, he needs to pull the trigger and start rebuilding. Trade a guy like Tyreek Hill. Trade Keenan Allen. Move Gibson. You can hold Najee. And keep a couple of your young assets. Trade the rest away and get picks. And unfortunately, there's just not enough. There's just not enough teams with picks that are going to be able to, Like, all these rebuilds are going to take multiple years because there's just not. There's too many teams that have to rebuild at once. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and then, and, and there's there's not really a way to avoid it because there's so many that like the older assets are dispersed across so many teams. It's it's going to be tough, and especially with the the switching over to Superflex. Everyone is just so, you know, they don't want to give up any top end picks next year. So you're really thinking. Yep. I mean, most of these trades where you're going to hope to get picks or. What have you? I mean, someone's gonna someone's gonna get a really good deal somewhere uh, that's a contender, and they're gonna stay relevant for a little while longer than they should. And then the rest, if they can, they gotta settle with getting twenty four first, like how you did, and really hit the twenty four yeah. season hard. Yeah, it's the only thing that's gonna be able to happen. Uh, there's just not enough picks. Looking at we're at team seven, and realistically, all seven teams couple of us are actively in rebuilds, but all seven teams realistically could be in or starting a rebuild this year. The, the scores at the end 
will, are going to reflect that because we do an average of what the scores are. So far, they're not looking great um, as far as competitiveness and, and disparity because I, I know that the next four or five teams are going to uh, really bump above this curve. So yeah, we'll move on to Team 8 with uh, Sullivan at quarterback. He's got Lamar Jackson. Running backs are Joe Mixon, Zeke Elliott. Wide receivers are Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf. At tight end, he's got George Kittle, or George Brittle, as I like to call him. I was laughing that you had that on there. (laughs) (laughs) I do that on every sheet that I do. I call him George Brittle. (laughs) Um, Until he proves me wrong, he's going to be dubbed Sir George Brittle. Uh, Flex options, he's got David Montgomery, Jerry Judy, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Quarterbacks on his bench, he's got Jimmy Garoppolo, Dak Prescott. Uh, Running backs, Samaj P. Ryan, Tony Pollard, Kevin Harris. Wide receivers, he's got Jamison Crowder, Corey Davis, Zay Jones, Josh Reynolds, Darius Slayton, Deontay Hardy, Jalen Knorr, Rashad Bateman, Jalen Talbert, and for tight end, he's got Mike Gusecki. Nobody in taxi on his bench, he's got Isaiah Coulter, Trey McKitty, Terrace Marshall. Trey Lance, Tommy Tremble, and Calvin Austin. He's got Lance with Garoppolo. I like the, the handcuff there that gets him through this year and into the Superflex. He's got Lamar, Dak, and then he'll have Lance for next year, so that's that's solid. Starting lineup for the most part I'm fine with. Very down on CEH. I've been very vocal about it on the show. He's at best a white, uh, running back three, uh, and I think with uh, Pacheco emerging and the they kept Ronald Jones on the roster. That CEH's work is going to start to dwindle. Uh, he doesn't really have depth at running back to replace that. Um, he's got Pollard for, for Zeke's handcuff, but I like Mixon and Zeke as his starters. I'm fine with those. He's got a decent amount of wide receiver depth and dart throws. Bateman's fine. Tolbert's, Tolbert should have some upside. Gusecki for his backup tight end. I'm I'm good with that. I just realized that this is the eighth pick, and I should have let you start, but I'm too far into it now. Yeah, I mean he, Calvin Calvin Austin. You know, there's something there. Probably not this year. Yeah, he has a good little. No, there's definitely he definitely has um, like Tommy Tremble. There, there's definitely some potential mm-hmm. on this roster with young guys with uh, some upside. Like Zay Jones could have some serious upside this year. Crowder could have some decent upside. Um, Davis, Corey Davis, I don't think so. I think he's pretty well done. But there's a decent amount of upside at wide receiver that he's got on the roster. He lacks depth at running back, so this is a team that might benefit from trying to trade uh, for Kareem Hunt uh, from McCurran, like we were alluding to earlier. Maybe move, you know, maybe move a guy like Montgomery for Hunt, or you know, some of the wide receivers with, with a with a small pick or something, you know, something. Put something together and get a guy like Hunt add a little bit more running back depth to your team. Overall, you can see why he's in the playoffs. He's got a solidly built team. Uh, I'm going to give him a seven. I think it's definitely the best team that we've seen so far. Uh, and I, knowing what's out there still for roster guys, and uh, I think it's going to be, I think we're gonna, still going to see the better team. So what do you have for Sully? Um, yeah, I'm going to say I'll do like a 7.3. Um, pretty good team. Um, I think he's kind of, you know, he has a good balance at wide receiver of young 
Um, they're going to be around forever kind of types, you know, Jerry Judy, DK, Justin Jefferson, and hopefully Rashad Baton, you know, really steps up. So that's like a great core to build around for Dynasty. Jalen Tolbert and Calvin Austin are essentially the same players, Jalen Tolbert being the better one. Um, and hopefully they grow in each of their uh, teams. And, I mean, Terrence Marshall, uh, it's like you have hope that he's going to become something, but I don't know. But that guy, Marshall's out. Yeah, he, is he already cut? Has he been cut? Or? No, he hasn't been cut, but they uh, they just traded for uh, uh, LaVisca Chanel. Yeah. And uh, he didn't look good in camp. He didn't look good in preseason. It's, I mean, he I, I, he was decent in college, so I'm surprised that he just – that transition just didn't he happen. He was. And it, it could be just because of the team. You know what I mean? Some wide receivers just don't play well on certain teams. Um, but, yeah, he kind of got passed by Shai Smith this year, who was a later-round pick last year from – but Carolina, and like I said, they they traded for Lavisca, so yeah. I don't expect Terrace to do a whole lot. And then for for this year, you know, with Tony Pollard and um, Elliott, I, I I do think they can survive like a Hunt and um, uh, Chubb kind of style ish. If if the camp is going that direction, what they're saying, where he's going to be like more of a wide receiver. Um, so I think that could be fun for him. And I, I do like it as a dynasty team. Um, will he go super far? It, it all depends if everything clicks. But, yeah, this is the first really good team that we've hit upon. So Yeah. He he should so have, unless he gets devastated by injuries, should have no issues making the playoffs. He got all his picks. So he's going to be good for, yeah. for a while. And, like, the – Yeah, he'll be – Like we were mentioning And he's before. good with – he's good at quarterback, so he's not going to have to waste a pick on – you know, his first-round pick next year is going to be able to go to a position player, and he's not going to have to look at picking up a quarterback. Yeah, and then which his is, which is huge. His core is like we mentioned before the the long-lasting wide receivers. I mean, George George Kittle will be good for a while, whether he's hurt or not. Uh, just just like he would if he goes to a different team, you know, which is the reports probably by the end of this year. So yeah, so he's potential there. So we'll, we'll move on with. Uh, not great, Bob. And uh, I'll read the lineup, and you can do his since we kind of got off. Bob's got Tom Brady at quarterback, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift at running backs, Mike Evans, DJ Moore at wide receiver, Dalton Schultz at tight end, who I think is a very solid option this year. In his flexes, he's got Cam Akers, Travis Etienne, and James Conner. On his bench, Ryan Tannehill, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Mac Jones. So he's got five serviceable, startable quarterbacks. Running backs, he's got Kenny Wangwu, Damian Harris, A.J. Dillon, Ramondre Stevenson. Wide receivers, he's got Allen Robinson, Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and Elijah Moore. And tight ends, he's got C.J. Uzma and Evan Ingram. Nobody in the IR. Uh, on his taxi, he's got Jamar Jefferson, Wandale Robinson, Rashad White, Jamison Williams, Snoop Connor, and Jelani Woods. He's got all of his 23, 24, and 25 picks, and he's got an extra 23 second from Raiden Cajun. So, uh, what do you think of Bob's team? Um, I gotta say, a team that I will even, I'll kind of even say I kind of like more than my own. <laughs> Like his, it just—it's a lot of fun there, you know. He has Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Swift. That's always exciting to have those two cam makers. I mean, this guy is just loaded at running back. I think he pretty much is 
<laughs> he like owns the running back core in this entire league, to be honest. And um, and they're all great, high ceiling, high floor players. Uh, Dalton Schultz, obviously a lot of hype on him. He did well last year. G.J. Moore is going to be successful. Mike Evans just keeps done, doing it every year. Yeah, this is Ramondi Stevenson is even on his team. He has Brandon Cooks. This guy is just loaded. Elijah Moore, this, he built his team, did it right, made the right trades, even has an extra second, even with this whole entire lineup. I don't even know what he traded away. <laughs> like, this guy did it right. Uh, not great. Um, you've always actually had a really good team the last couple of years, and I think injuries has stopped you from getting further, but uh, this is the year, man. Um, this is the year that he gets it all done. I think I would give him a nine for this year, and yeah, the nine in total for sure. Wow, uh, I like Bob's team. I really do. He's got depth everywhere, um, and it's good depth. Wide receivers, like you pointed to, he's got five solid wide receivers. He's got five solid running backs with a couple additional options that are respectable. He's loaded at quarterback, so he'll be fine for the transition next year. Even if Brady retires, he's still got four guys. Um, if Mariota gets replaced, he's still got three. So he's in decent shape there. Got a good mix of talent and potential on his taxi. I can see Bob's team in the championship. Um, I'm going to give him, so far, definitely the best team I've seen. I'm going to give him an 8.2. I, I, can't go high. I don't think I've ever given <laughs> I never give it a nine because um, I can always find something wrong with the team. But Bob's got a pretty pretty solid team. Yeah. Very very little complaints that I have with with him. Other than, uh, he's got Wolf Fuller, who's not signed. I, I think at this point, I mean, there's not really any better options to add to your roster. But uh, you could probably grab a rookie that's got a little bit more potential and put him in the taxi and bring up, you know, like Wandale uh, Robinson or. You know, bring Jamison up and put him in the IR until he's ready. But and uh, I do not believe in Uzuma with the Jets that much, and I definitely don't believe in Ingram. So those are the faults I can find. But still not terrible, um, especially his options behind Schultz. We're only going to use those guys once or twice during the season. Mm-hmm. So we'll move on to Espen Tiger, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, running backs are J.K. Dobbins, Cordell Patterson. Uh, wide receivers, Deontay Johnson, Devonta Smith. At tight end, he's got Mark Andrews. In his flexes, he's got Cortland Sutton, Pat Fryermuth, and David Njoku. On his bench, Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers. So he's set for quarterbacks next year. Running backs, he's got Jarek McKinnon, Deontay Foreman, J.J. Taylor, Eno Benjamin. Wide receivers are Van Jefferson, Brian Edwards, Mario Rodgers, Denzel Mims, Kenny Galladay, and for more tight ends, he's got Cameron Brait, Jonu Smith, Tyson, uh, Taysom Hill, and Brevin Jordan. Definitely looking to take advantage of the tight end premium here. On his nobody on IR, and on his bench, he's got Thaddeus Moss, who I believe was released and hasn't been re-signed. Kyle Trask, Sam Howell, Greg Dulcich, Isaiah Pacheco, and Daniel Bellinger. He's got all his 23, 24, and 25 picks, and he's also got a first from McCurran. Um, So there's pieces of this I like. There's pieces of this I don't like. I'm down on Dobbins, especially with 
you know, still he's not going to be back right away, which we expected from the injury. It is what it is. Um, they're in a committee, and depending on how much time he misses, that's going to impact his fantasy value, and I think it's going to impact his role in the offense. Cordero Patterson, same thing. It, the breakout last year was completely unexpected. Uh, kudos to him, but I don't think he reproduces that this year. And he literally has nobody on the bench to replace him, those guys at, at running back. So he's, depending on an in, injury, wide receivers, I, I love Johnson, Smith, and, and Sutton for his three wide receivers, even with uh, A.J. Brown going to Philly. I'm still okay with Smith there. And I like the three tight ends and the potential there with the with the premium. Um, wide receiver depth other than Amari Rodgers. The rest of those guys, as far as I'm concerned, probably could be cut. Van Jefferson, I know, is coming off of surgery. So he's a guy I'm, I'm interested in. But Mims, Galladay, and Brian Edwards, uh, to me, are completely fucking useless. At tight end, Cameron Brait has something with Brady, but I don't know that I'd even flex him in a tight end premium. Jonathan Smith, I definitely am not. And uh, Taysom Hill, depending on how they're going to use him in that offense, there might be some upside there. And Brevin Jordan, we'll we'll have to see. But uh, good good guys, good options on his taxi. Um, not as good. Not anywhere near as good as Bob. I'm trying to decide if I think he's as good as Sully, and I don't. I think the tight ends are going to help carry him, but I think a couple of injuries can probably derail him. I'm going to put him close. I'm going to put him at. I'm going to put him at a flat seven. I'm going to go back and change Sully up to a seven point two. So, what do you have, Ryan, for uh, S Man Tiger? Yeah, uh, I think you hit it right on the nose right there. Solid seven. I mean, all you can say is holy fucking tight end, Batman. Like, what yeah. is the deal I with mean, that? Even in the taxi, it's like, what are you doing? But on, like, with a point and a half for tight end premium, there's a point where you get to wide receivers that the fucking tight end dead zone is going to produce more than those wide receivers. So it's worth yeah. it's worth making that jump. And he's got good ones. You know what I mean? He's got Andrews. He's got Frymuth got Njoku all should produce well and then we'll see with like Dolce's hurt so he we won't see him this year uh and Bellinger's on the Giants so until they get a new quarterback I don't think we'll see anything out of him but he also might be hurt uh, I can't remember but there's some potential in a couple of the other ones John o. Smith is a is a blocking tight end for New England they, they're gonna quote unquote get him more involved but even in Tennessee he was a beneficiary of down tight end years so I don't see a whole lot, and I think Brait's going to be probably still a mid-teens tight end. So you can start him but or flex him, but I think he's got a few other options that he can do better with. So Yeah, I mean, his only his big issue is besides, like you said, he has the right tight ends to do what he's doing. He's made the right choices there, but it's just, it's just depth. Depth is his issue. I mean, mm-hmm. he got an – I mean, I would even just knock off another point on him just because he has Brian Edwards, but I mean – <laughs> yeah, I know. I, but the wide I, receiver too, you know, the Falcons, man, he's, he's gonna feast this year, right? I mean, change change the scenery, we'll see. Yeah, you know what I mean. But so if if Dobbins doesn't start week, week one, who does he put in his RB two spot? Right, uh, Jared McKinnon. No, yeah, Jared McKinnon. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
it, it's uh, so this is another team that could benefit from trying to trade with uh, getting Kareem Hunt or a, another guy like that or, or approaching Bob and trying to get Damian Harris or Ramondre Stevenson off his bench. I mean, there's there's a few teams that have some guys that can give, but you're looking at you're literally looking at Dobbins not playing week one and, and you don't have another person to uh, put in that spot. Yeah. For, so for him, I would take the gamble too of um, not worry. I wouldn't worry about a QB next year for the 23, even though I know Rogers is on his way out the door, but I would take that gamble with him, get more skill position. And then um, like you said, trade for a running back. And uh, yeah, I definitely wouldn't worry about quarterback until 24 with that team. Yeah. And then just play it that way. And then, yeah, make a trade with somebody. The only bad part, too, is if he wanted to try to trade some of these tight ends. I mean, people just don't. Even in a, this type of premium, it's still iffy if they're going to give you that much for it. Yeah. Except for Andrews, and he won't want to give up Andrews. That's too tough. He's so young no, and no, talented. In, so. in, in the premium, you definitely wouldn't want to. Even if you were going to be going into a rebuild at his age, you wouldn't want to give up him or Fryermuth. Mm-hmm. So, all right, we'll move on to Alex P23. Uh, he's got Josh Allen quarterback, Chris McCaffrey, Aaron Jones at running backs, Stephon Diggs, Jalen Waddle at uh, wide receiver, Darren Waller at tight end. Flex spots are Allen Lazard, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Gabe Davis. Quarterbacks are Russ Wilson and Tua Tagovailoa. Running backs, Raheem Mostert, Boston Scott, Jeff Wilson, Jermichael Hasty, Kenneth Gainwell, and Khalil Herbert. Wide receivers are Odell Beckham, Michael Gallup, Sky Moore. Tight ends are Zach Ertz, Foster Moreau, and Donald Parham. Uh, he's got Nikhil Harry in the IR. I got news for you. You can just drop him. Don't even waste the IR spot on the guy. In his taxi, he's got Noah Gray, Trey McBride, John Mechie, Tyquan Thornton, and Bellis Jones. Picks, he's got his first, third, and fourth in 23, and all of his 24 and 25s. What do you, uh, what do you see with Alex's team? So I'll start with uh, the positives. Um, you know, obviously having Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Tua in a super uh, super flex league next year is going to be super beneficial for him. He'll be set there for a while. Um, I think Tua is going to make that big jump this year. So it's going to be awesome. Um, wide receiver core, I think it's great. Has the mixture of young and good, you know, top end talent. Um, hopefully Adam or Alan Lazard hits as we all think he will this year. Uh, Sky Moore, Michael Gallup, uh, this year he had somebody else I was looking at, um, John Mechie, hopefully he comes back. He's uh, incredible talent as well. Um, hope he recovers well. Vellis Jones, I don't know how he's going to do, but I think he's doing fine there. He's fine with tight end depth. Nothing that's exciting, but they're, you know, Waller should still be a, you know, top end tight end. Zachard's, you know, he's fading off and Parham is supposed to be our future at the, with the Chargers. So that's great. And he has the backup needed for Waller. Um, so it's a good balanced team, except for, you know, obviously his running backs are just going to fade off into nothingness. I mean, if that, I think that's where he always has his issue. I will say he is the first winner of this league back on Flea Flicker. Um, but since then, yeah, it's just Christian McCaffrey, once he goes down, Aaron Jones, you know, he he can have some times where he won't be there and, and that's going to be his downfall because there's 
nothing for running backs after that. I mean, Gainwell I like, and Herbert, you know, I like them both, but I don't know if they're going to be huge impact players this year. So we'll just have to see how the both those teams do with their depth of running backs, um, the Eagles and the Bears. So with the upside, I'll give it a – I'll give it a 7.2. 7.2. So I agree with you on the McCaffrey and Jones. Um, I, I'm fine with having a couple older guys like that. If I have a, a third running back that's a starter somewhere, um, unfortunately he doesn't. He's got guys that are all dependent on injury. Like Jeff Wilson, upside. If uh, Elijah Mitchell doesn't play, Jeff Wilson's got upside. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell, if Miles Sanders doesn't play, he's got upside. And Khalil Herbert. I believe he can take over the early work in the offense in Chicago, so he might be that third guy. But there's just as much chance that he's not. So another team that has some assets that might be worth trying to trade for a more clear, younger uh, RB3 for your team, but somebody who's got a starting role or at least a, a clear flex role uh, that you can put in your roster every week if you needed to if one of those two guys gets hurt. Quarterbacks, like you say, he's all set. Um, doesn't have anything to worry about for several years. Uh, I like his starting wide receiver crew. Gallup, when he comes back, should be decent. And uh, the potential with Sky Moore. Fine with his uh, tight ends. I mean, Ertz and, and Waller are probably going to both ride off into the sunset right around the same time. But we'll see. Uh, but he's got McBride to replace Ertz, so that's that's pretty solid there. I like Velas Jones uh, because he's a little bit older player. And a lot of times when they come in, they're a little bit more mature, and they develop in the offense much faster. Plus, he's in Chicago, where he literally should walk in as a number two. There really is nobody behind Mooney that's any good. And I, I do think that he can be impactful sometime middle of this year, if not sooner. But it's another one of those things where the offense just isn't that good. So I think impactful at that point is being generous. Uh, he's probably still going to be a wide receiver for overall I like the team you can see why he's able to uh, hang on and, and stay in the playoffs why he finished second last year not as good as Bob's um, I think he's probably a little better depth wise and wide receiver wise and his two starting running backs are a little bit better than uh, Sully's so I'm going to give him a 7.3 and that will move us on to last year's champion and the co-host of The Judgment, Rye Bread. So with his first homer pick, he's got Justin Herbert at quarterback, Austin Eckler at running back, Melvin Gordon. Just cannot get away from these Chargers and former Chargers, man. Uh, wide receivers, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, tight end, Travis Kelsey. Flex options are A.J. Brown, Michael Pittman, Hunter Renfro. He's got uh, on his bench Teddy Bridgewater, who is 100% droppable. Zach Wilson. Running backs are Jordan Howard, Zach Moss, Daryl Henderson, and Josh Kelly, who is also droppable. You should know that as a Chargers fan. They hate him there because he's not good. Uh, <laughs> Why does he versus Nelson Aguilar, uh, Kendrick Bourne, Braxton Berrios, Devin DuVernay, Juwan Jennings, and Nick Westbrook-Ekine? And tight ends, Mo Ali Cox and Dawson Knox. You've Gus Edwards on your IR. And in your bench, you've got Anthony Swartz, Kadarius Tony, Guy Eskridge, Josh Palmer, 
uh, Romeo Dubs, and Zamir White. All in all, starters are solid. Um, it sucks that you're starting Melvin Gordon as your second running back. <laughs> I mean, uh, not, uh, Bob has all the freaking running backs, man. He does. He does. <laughs> He's hoarding them over there. I mean, it, you're, you're making your points with Kelsey and your wide receivers anyways, so it's not a huge deal. Um, Jordan Howard, I don't think, has been signed. Uh, he's. This is probably the year he's ready to be dropped. I don't believe that Zach Moss is going to get much. Uh, Henderson I do like, though, as as a potential three. And uh, a flex guy or an injury guy, if you need it, by week fill-in. I would pick one, Aguilar or Bourne, and I would get rid of the other one. If it's me, I'm taking Bourne. I don't think Aguilar fits our offense. I just don't. The other guys are good dart throws. Not a big deal. Mo Cox and, and Knox are solid tight end options. And Edwards, when he comes back, should be okay if he doesn't get supplanted by Kenyon Drake. But then on your on your uh, taxi, you got Kadarius Tony, who's a good potential this year. Josh Palmer, who I like as a potential, uh, maybe next year. Might develop into something this year, but I'm thinking probably next year. And uh, Romeo Dobbs, same thing. He'll have some decent outings this year, but I think next year is going to be his year. Uh, you got all your picks, 23, 24, 25. So um, running back and uh, some wide receiver depth. But you can move a couple guys off your taxi to make up for the wide receivers. Running backs, I don't know that there's much you can do uh, unless you can get a trade with a couple of the guys that have several. But I definitely think you're right there with Bob as far as the best in the league. His running backs are better, but your wide receivers are a lot better. Just with your top three, he's sitting in a better position at quarterback. Long term, you're in a better position at tight end. I'm going to give you an eight point two as well. I'm going to I'm going to tie you guys. Yeah, I'm going to be. I'll be harsh with mine, and I think I'm an eight. Um, I just yeah. Again, I think the most of this league right now, I think it's just because of the uh, the super flex coming next year. It's just been it's been hard to make some trades when that happens. I think once yeah. we make that jump we're going to see a lot more movement and a lot of players. Um, hopefully I can get something going in this next week. Uh, I just need one more, a decent running back in some way, you know, a better than Melvin Gordon yep. and, and, a, and a Henderson, you know, and I should be all right. But I mean, I got, I got Devin Singletary on the block. <laughs> He's a starting running back in Buffalo. Uh, I mean, so was Zach Moss one year, right? <laughs> Zach Moss never made it. Yeah, right. he, he was projected, but he never made it. It's always been Singletary, That's which is true. crazy. That's true. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just like you said. I have an overloaded wide receivers. I got to make some choices in, you know, coming soon and um, go from there just to trade away and hopefully have some fun. Oh. And, yeah, I mean, uh, one thing I will say, uh, I, I did want to mention this. I kind of lost track of it. I'm going to laugh. I, I wanted to laugh so hard how when you brought up Zach Wilson. So you said Teddy Bridgewater, droppable, Zach Wilson. And then you went on to the next. No, nothing. Just a pause and then nothing. There's nothing you can say. There's nothing you need to say. Nothing I can say. Yeah. Nothing I can say. I, I, I like Zach Wilson um, as a talent. Nothing I can really say. You're not going to need him except for the bye week with Herbert. He's a solid guy for that and, and let him develop. Um, I mean – you know, he's going to be your quarterback too. So you'll be looking for a guy next year, but there's probably somebody 
that's going to fall that you'll be able to take a chance on. You know, you got your picks. You're not desperate at quarterback next year, which is which is a a good thing. So, yeah, I would, as a two option, I'm I'm fine with him. And the and then the touch base, uh, I will say one benefit of being a Charger fan, and especially in fantasy, is that like you can be a homer, and it usually works out. <laughs> Like we're always somehow fantasy relevant, just not actually good enough to do the playoffs or the Super Bowl. Sometimes, right? Yeah, some it, it's going to happen eventually. This might be the year. Yeah, I'm hoping. So looking back at the scores, uh, my highest was the eight point twos. Your highest was the nine that you gave to Bob. Lowest was you gave a five to RRTD. My lowest was the three five point eights. If I had to go back, my, my lowest would also be RRTD. Do you have anything you want to add to why you gave that ranking? You want to change any of the rankings you have? I mean, I might, I'm going to think I'm going to raise, that you have. yeah, I'd raise uh, McCurran up to like a 6.4 like you did. I think his team, after reflecting over everybody else's, is better than I could think. And then having, I mean, when you actually look at it, Williams, Kirk, and are both I mean, Kirk's is, is the wide receiver one of their team, and Mike Williams is like, you know, the 1B Higgins as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think uh, Johan Donson, he's going to be sneakier this year. So, yeah, I'll give him a little bit more of an upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> so that puts uh, that puts the average at 6.66 yeah. uh, for both of us, um, which is crazy. So definitely there's, there's five – teams that are clearly better than the rest of the league right now. Um, and then there's seven of us that are in this kind of in the same boat, a couple that are a little bit ahead, but there's basically, you know, there's realistically five teams in some type of rebuild, two teams that are kind of on the edge, whether they fall into it or not. But I mean, it could go this season could be uh it could go any direction for any of those lower teams we're going to be fighting for three playoff spots i think i think the top five are going to be the top five again and the rest of us are fighting for the other three spots so it's gonna be a long season and definitely going to be a challenge to uh it's going to be a challenge to fight for the 101 let alone uh, if you do start winning a few games you're going to want to try to push into the playoffs too so it definitely will be an interesting season. Yeah. And at least I think on both sides, you know, like if you were going to split it, like the bottom is going to have a battle of who's going to get that lowest pick or, you know, the top number 101, 102. And then us at the top are going to be battling for that championship. So um, if I could say anything to the whole league, let's make some fucking trades. (laughs) Don't be so wary. Everything will work out next year. That's the thing. I like. Don't be. Don't be afraid uh, of having. Like, there's no guarantee that when the draft comes next year, that there's going to be quarterbacks worth taking with your first pick. So, yeah, you're going into Superflex, but honestly, unless you're a team that literally has one quarterback, you you can look at making trades, getting your team better, and you know finding something next year, or you you build those other pieces and then you take a quarterback in 24, you know, there's other options than, than uh, just holding on to those picks. So I, hopefully as the season gets here now, people get a little bit more active, more things will happen, but uh, yeah, don't be afraid to make those trades. 
the longer you wait, the worse your team's actually going to get. Because there's opportunity now to get younger guys to make your team better with, with what you have than waiting and, and you end up getting a guy in next year's draft that ends up being Sam Darnold. So I, I'd much rather take the guys now that I know are not Sam Darnold or Nikhil Harry or Jalen Rager and let somebody else make that mistake next year. So, yeah, I mean, if anything, these last two off seasons, I will say for everything is that the Cuba or QB carousel, you know I mean? Like things have been shifting. The league is changing. It's no longer, I mean, there is some people that are going to be there for years, you know, your Mahomes or um, Herbert's your Russell Wilson just signed the longers, you know, there's, they're, they're going to be there, but there's a lot more movement in this league that's going to be happening. So, um, don't be so scared. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't, you can't lock into a quarterback because that quarterback may not be employed next year. So it just depends on what the teams decides. And with, with the big quarterback names that move this year, I do think that you're seeing a switch in the NFL that uh, if the, if a quarterback doesn't fit the team, a new owner, or a new coach comes in, new scheme, they'll just get rid of the quarterback and they'll grab their guy. And it doesn't matter if it's Russell Wilson if it's Aaron Rodgers or if it's Gardner Minshew, they're just moving the guy. Um, so I, I do think that's a valid point. you, you got to plan. Like Dynasty for me, I plan two years. It, it, I want to make my moves within the next two years. Uh, I'm not looking out four or five because in a lot of cases, the league's not even going to be around in four or five years. So uh, obviously this one's much better than that, but I usually try to focus on a two-year plan. Um, but, yeah, don't be afraid to make the trades. So appreciate doing this. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Ryan, it's been a pleasure. Um, always enjoy having you on. If, uh, if you guys like what we did, let us know. If you hate what we did, let us know. Um, the feedback's always great. Anything we can do different, anything you did like, you didn't like, hopefully the insights give you just a different look at your team that maybe you didn't think of before and it helps you make some moves that make your team better um, if not hopefully you just enjoy listening to it and I'm more than happy if you tell me I'm full of shit that's not bother me because I know I'm full of shit uh, <laughs> so good luck everybody and uh, again truly appreciate you letting us do this and uh, good luck this evening Thank you.